Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. We've got uh, Remembrance Day coming up and then, of course, Christmas. And so now that we're past Halloween, I always find that the conversation starts, certainly after a pandemic, of uh, where we're going to spend Christmas and who's coming and who's, right. who's hosting and okay. what are we doing. And it's funny when people are asked about this, they say, well, yeah, um, we're going to get back together again. Uh, although there's so-and-so who I can't stand, but I right. guess I'll have to spend the day with them. <laughs> I, I find it already starting to be a great little excuse. Of, well, you know, we can, but I'm not ready yet. Oh, I know. Right? There'll, be, there'll be some of that, and I'm, I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, it, it, We've, we've uh, discussed this before about the, the pressure we put on ourselves in regards to family and that, you know, there are those who truly believe that family is a bond that should never be broken, that you should go through heaven and hell to keep everybody connected. And as one, blood is thicker than water and all of that tripe. But I got to tell you, and I've said it all along, and I believe it to this day, just because you're born into a family doesn't mean you have to stick around them. Right. You know, in your life, <laughs> you have to be around people that um, lift you up, make you happy, show you respect. And a lot of times you don't get that from family members. What you get is past history with people and problems. And there's always going to be somebody. Could be a nephew, an uncle, an aunt, your father, a grandma, somebody, a sister-in-law, a brother-in-law who you just don't rub well with. And just because you're family, right. you can openly admit, you know what, I don't like you. Yeah. It, Normally you hear about it with the in-laws for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the, the sister-in-law or brother-in-law, someone that, you know, your your sibling may like. Sure. <laughs> doesn't necessarily yeah. mean you fit along with them. You know, even siblings. I mean, my God, sibling rivalry. We had that conversation about siblings from childhood into adulthood who still carry stuff. Because a lifetime is short, but it's also incredibly long. Right. Yes. And a lot can bank up and build up yeah. <laughs> over over the years. <laughs> And I've just seen that in my lifetime. I have family members that I absolutely love, and I have family members that, eh, if I don't see them, I don't see them. (laughs) And I've got great friends who I love and adore, and they're in my life because they're a positive influence in my life. Gotcha. You know? And those, those people, and I think there's probably many of us who can look at our life and feel the same way, that... Yeah, it's Christmas, and yeah, you probably have to see family at some point. But, you know, we always have this debate about, certainly uh, with the lovely Maria and I, about, you know, Christmas Day has to be kind of everybody together. And I I don't know that that's necessarily true. It might have been when you were a kid. Mm. You know. Yeah, I guess it's just tough to let that go. It really is. Sometimes, right? It's, this was... Built up as this tradition of of a, a family Christmas. And while... It starts likely as in your own family unit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It always it kind of, uh, as you get older and branch out and start your own family units, mm. you still want to include the other one. It still makes you feel like a kid sometimes, too. Yeah, right? I think it's tough to separate those. Like I remember my dad, and I think I learned this from him, in that when I was a kid, you know, Christmas Day was really about the four of us, you know, our little unit, right? right. It was very nice. My grandfather came over because he was on his own. But outside of that, like my dad's brothers, sisters, and all of them, we saw them, but it was between like Christmas and New Year's. Somewhere in there, we'd get together for a drink. Right. It was nice. Maybe a meal, somebody would host something. 
But we're still in this mix all these years later of like everybody, my brother-in-law, all his kids, everybody has to be together as a unit on that day. And I have said to Maria, I love them all. It's great. It's fine. I, I don't have any issues with this kind of immediate little clan of like 30 of us. <laughs> but but why, like, our little unit is the four of us now. Right. Your brother has his little unit of five. You know, Michael and Malik, they have their unit. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Christmas is now separated into kind of two events, right? It's, mm-hmm. your, it's your morning of, of, of just Christmas morning is the, the, the immediate family unit. Yeah. And then, you know, either it's Boxing Day, Christmas Eve, or, mm-hmm. or Christmas Day, the evening dinner yeah. uh, tends to expand into a big family gathering. Used to be this, and it was even worse when we were in Windsor, because my mother-in-law would host all the time, and they loved to have the meal at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? right. It's like more of a lunch, and then later you end up keep snacking and drinking into the evening. So we had, like, Christmas morning, the boys were young. We'd have to get up at, like, 5 in the morning or something stupid. You know, my parents would stay over because they were down in Windsor, so they'd do Christmas morning with us. And it would be just this panic to get everything opened and out the door and on the road. Right. And you're hauling across from Windsor to Brampton in a snowstorm on Christmas morning. <laughs> and I'd be in the car just furious. I'm like, well, this is another nice Christmas. Right. Glad we're enjoying the day. Glad I'm really able to sit back with a coffee in my hand and take in the, the glow of the day. Right. Instead, I'm screaming at somebody at a gas station <laughs> and a subway because it's the only place open. <laughs> There's a fella named Jonah Falcon who has a very similar problem uh, to me. They thought I had something in my pants. Maybe they thought it was a uh, dynamiter. I don't know. They took me out of the line and they they had me powder my fingers. I think that detects if I have any bomb stuff and all that. They never actually patted me down or grabbed it or anything like that. It was just me calmly explaining. It was like 10 minutes out of my life, but it was still funny. I was never worried about anything. What was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to have to make me pull it out. So this guy, Jonah Falcon, should be Jonah Python. Wow. He is packing 13.5 inches. <laughs> it is said to be the largest <laughs> junk right now really? on the planet. Sorry, that's 34.29 centimeters. <laughs> Just so we're all on the same page. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jonah Falcon, otherwise known as Jonah Python wow. uh, got stopped at uh, security at the airport because he was carrying a bomb in his pants. <laughs> you can get up there like, sir, do you have a double A battery? <laughs> Watch battery. <laughs> you got a roll of certs. Are you packing mushrooms? <laughs> have you ever ghosted someone or have you been ghosted? 7,000 adults rast and many admit to having ghosted someone they've dated. But out of those, many also say they've never been ghosted. Because, you know, oh, you can be the ghoster. Possibly bear with that. Oh, but no, <laughs> who would ever ghost me? Um, I, I, would, uh, I don't know about the dating world. That's been uh, far removed from that. Mm-hmm. But I would say probably over the course of the last, you know, two years here mm-hmm. and this pandemic, there have been, there's been more of this kind of just, I don't know if it's ghosting necessarily or just leaving that 
aside and not wanting to deal with that type of person or just, you know, forgetting about them for a little bit. I've blocked and unfriended yeah. more people in the last two years. Yeah. Than Which than I, I guess is, did. you know, kind of essentially disappearing from yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting with ghosting because, right, if it's outside of the dating world where you just went out with someone for a while and then you weren't into them anymore, so you remove them from all your socials and you, you know, block their number on your phone or whatever. But, um, yeah, with people from your from your past, I always find, like, I you know, during the pandemic, I got some DMs from people that I hadn't spoken to in a very long time because, well, everybody was just at home and they had nothing else to do. So they right. thought, oh, I might as well catch up with people I haven't spoken to. And my first reaction was, oh, that's cool to hear from him or her. And then my second reaction was, oh, God, now we got to get into it. <laughs> you know, how, how have you been over the last two decades? What's happened? Well, I don't know. Lost family members, had you know, had babies right. born, got married, bought home. Who wants to sit and type, you know, war and peace in a DM on Facebook? You should have a stock answer for that. Like, like, like a 15-page essay on what you've done. <laughs> Cut Over the paste. past 30 years, yeah. just cut it, paste it. Like, have it, <laughs> save it in your draft emails. Yeah. Right? And just have that ready to go. Because we all default to, eh, nothing much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what have you been up to? Eh, nothing much. Eh, a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, I, I, for a while, had kind of a paragraph where I basically said, you know, I'm older, I'm rounder, I'm grayer, I'm angrier, my family begrudges me everything. Right. But well, otherwise, good. The problem is there's a very fine line between not giving anything and giving too much, mm-hmm. right? Because, we, you know, we'd rather not give anything. Just say, ah, we've been good. How have right. you been, right? right? You know, or it is what it is. Making our way through, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, you ask someone and they're like, well, I've had some problems Uh-oh. over the last little while. And, and yeah, right away. Yeah. You know, alarm bells go off. You want to hit the brakes and say, no, 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 no. I didn't, I didn't really I don't want, want to this. know. I don't want this. <laughs> if you mattered that much to me, I would have known this whole story. Right. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that in itself is bad. The, the calling, too, is, uh, you know, I have fallen under that umbrella of hating using the phone. I really, if, uh, if I got to call you, it's to clear up something that we misunderstood in a text, you know, or if there's just too much kind of gray area. But that's an easy kind of, hey, I, I'm, I'm not quite understanding. Are we doing this, that, or the other thing? Whereas, you know, I, I have friends who I won't speak to for a while, and they'll call, and they'll just gab about stuff I don't care about. <laughs> yeah, but you don't care about anything. I, I don't know. Mostly I don't care, care right. at all. But, like, you know, you have a friend call, and, and I'll, I've, I've known this one guy, like, my whole life. So I know all, I know his brothers, I know his mom, you know, his kids, his wife. So I'm I'm intrigued to hear about how they all are. Right. Yeah, he'll share stuff with me about coworkers. Right. Like, what do I care about the guy in your, you know, head office who does the accounting? Yeah. And how he didn't pay enough. <laughs> Just tell me he didn't get paid enough and... You know, what do I care? And he will go on for hours about people I know nothing about. Uh-huh. Anyhow. Right. And then I've got friends who I know who've done zero <laughs> with their lives. And they want to tell you all that they've done. Well, I know you've done nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm on the side of, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, I've been ghosted. <laughs> I'm, I, I know for a fact there are women who I dated who they are they are missing in action. We have no idea. We went out a couple of times. They just disappeared. Well, they want to erase themselves from your memory and you from theirs. Oh yeah, I am just where where I stand with them. Probably now is I'm just a really dark 
horrible <laughs> moment in their diary. <laughs> That's all I am now. If you got a little dog, I think little dogs do this maybe more than big dogs. I'm not sure. But it seems to me we get this little Sully at our house who is the dog of my uh, son's girlfriend. And uh, he does this. And I know uh, you've got Coop. Right. A little tiny guy. And uh, they tilt their head sometimes, get their ears perked up, and look a tad confused. And we think it's the cutest thing ever. It's adorable. Yeah. And they melt your heart. Uh, and we and, and I guess research has been done over the years, and it was always guessed that the head tilting helped dogs hear better. So if you were saying to them, you know, you want to go for a walk or a treat or whatever it might be, um, that they would tilt their head so they could hear those words and recognize it better. And then there was a, a another belief for a while that uh, by tilting their head, they could see past the big nose they've got. But those were just guesses. Now there's uh, some scientists have looked into it, and they say it's a sign that these dogs are smarter than other dogs. So Coop <laughs> might be a genius. No. No. <laughs> no, don't believe that. I, th- I think it's, it's you know, when they do that, they are just kind of focusing mm. uh, for on what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like they're listening to you, mm-hmm. and they might be kind of contemplating what you're saying. <laughs> really, he's just trying to pick out words he knows, like right. treat, leash, yeah. walk. Yeah. Uh, researchers, though, they tested a bunch of dogs to see if they could learn and remember the names of different toys. Most of them couldn't do it, but some could. Dogs that can are called gifted word learners, or GWLs. Oh. It turns out that the GWL dogs were much more likely to do a cute head tilt when they heard the name of each toy. Dogs that weren't good at learning words only did a head tilt in 2% of their sessions, the G, uh, GWL dogs did it 43% of the time. Okay. So, I'm telling you, Coop's on to something. Yeah. Give them your taxes. Let them work it out. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to him and say, are we getting a return? He'll right. tilt his head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Now, I know many of us uh, who have dogs, I can, I can see you right now. And you're driving and you're listening and you're, yeah. That's my, I always knew. I always knew Biscuit. <laughs> Biscuit's brilliant. I knew it all along. That Biscuit. He knows his name. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah. So, there you go. If you got a head tilting dog, you might have an Einstein on your hands. The hardest language for English speakers to learn are Arabic, Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. If you listen to this and show. English. English is... <laughs> Tough here sometimes. <laughs> I would say the opposite. You know, I, I think anybody who speaks as their uh, their first language, if they speak Arabic, Chinese, Japanese, or Korean, I, I bet English is tougher to learn uh, oh. because of just the way we use words and how one word can mean so many different things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, mm. we're, and we're so critical of them, too. Yeah. <laughs> learn the language. Yeah. And come to my country. Use guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you learn it first yeah you go live in china see how you do there chief the 20-sided die wasn't invited or wasn't invented for see there's a problem with the english language right there <laughs> right i just gave you an example <laughs> the 20-sided die wasn't invented for dungeons and dragons the oldest one ever found dated back more than 2,000 years i don't think they were playing dungeons and dragons back then if they were it was the real thing yeah. <laughs> They were living it every day. (laughs) Roll the dice. Do we run? (laughs) They were living in like Jurassic Park constantly. 
Uh, Otis Redding wrote the song Respect in 1965 and released it two years before Aretha Franklin did. But okay. his version focused on a man who wanted respect. And by respect, he meant sex. Oh. Yeah. yeah. See, that one word, again, English, means something different to Aretha than it did to Otis Redding. That's what you do to me. Yeah. All right. Poor Big Bird. You know, he almost died in space. Carol Spiney, the puppeteer who plays Big Bird, or played, I think he died a little while back. Anyhow, the puppeteer who plays Big Bird was invited to fly on the Challenger as Big Bird to get more kids interested in NASA, but the costume couldn't fit, so he didn't go. Yeah, all right. No. Can't remember hearing that. You said poor Big Bird? It's kind of the other, other way around, Yeah, right? well, I guess poor because he almost died, but yes. Yeah. That's, uh, you it's know, it's tough one of those to live moments. with, too, right? Mm-hmm. Afterwards, like, there must be some some crazy Survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt? Yeah. It's like those who, um, the great story about... I want to say it's like Leonardo DiCaprio, or it might be Mark Wahlberg. Maybe it's Mark Wahlberg. He was, yeah, Boston, Mark Wahlberg. That 9-11 flight? He was bound for a flight, and he slept in and missed it, and it was the flight that went into the World Trade Center. Wow. Yeah. I think it was Mark Wahlberg. I think so, too. Now that it was you coming that. out of Boston, right? right. Yeah, those are the things for sure. Jimi Hendrix and Joe Pesci were in the same band together in 1960. But not at the same time. Early in both of their careers, they briefly played guitar for a band called Joey D and the Starlighters. Oh, really? Yeah. Joe Pesci? Yeah, I didn't know he played guitar. No. I knew he knew how to play a, a shine box. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but, uh, you can play a gangsta. Yeah, yeah. So Joe and Jimmy in a band that started with a J as well and Joey D and the Starlighters. Um, it's possible to be denighted in England. If you've, oh. yeah, if you've committed a crime and are sentenced to at least three months in prison, the king or queen can denight you. Right. Five people have been denighted in the past century. Dethroned? Apparently not as easy. No, I guess not. Right. Huh? No. <laughs> just ask Ask Charles. Right. <laughs> Can't move mom along. She just won't give up the ghost. Yes, ask Andrew. Yeah. Harry's had an easier time of it. Can we ask Andrew anything anymore? No. <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to be asked any questions. What do you want for breakfast, Andrew? I can't say. <laughs> don't say sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mommy doesn't let me speak much anymore. And finally, Costco. How many hot dogs and pop combos do you think they sell a year? A couple. Yeah, they do all right. Over a hundred million hot dogs a year. Wow. Yeah, that's four times more hot dogs than any of the Major League Baseball stadiums combined. They probably still make less than all those baseball stadiums. Well, sure. Based on what they're charging, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> it's a buck whatever it is. Buck 50, buck 75. I haven't had one in a while. Right. Yeah, you move that decimal point over one in a Major League stadium. <laughs> How's <laughs> it fifteen dollars here? <laughs> yeah, the buck fifty at Costco, and it's not nearly as good or big as the Costco oh, dog. Costco is so good. Mm-hmm. The sausage, the hot dog, it's all like the pizza, the chicken fingers. Right, it's all great. Yeah, I'm a salad. Can you imagine going up there at the uh, at the uh, little uh, cafeteria there in Costco? <laughs> do you have a? They do have a salad. Yeah, nobody orders it. <laughs> they use, they, but it is a fantastic coup. Like they get yeah. you in for a dollar fifty hot dog. Yeah, and you spend fifteen hundred dollars on stuff. It's all you can afford at the right. end of the shopping. That's right.
You're digging through your pockets. <laughs> they the price to five bucks. They're not going to sell a single one. Absolutely, no bro. Rock left. mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.